It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Happy Saturday. You made it. Uh, hopefully you had an easier ride than I did. I had a great week. It was a great, you know, professionally in my career. It was an outrageous week. I was on Tucker. That was really rad. We did stand-up on Gutfeld. That was a blast. And I was on with Harris and America's Newsroom. And Friday I got to do an hour of Outnumbered, which is exciting. Uh, it was a good week, uh, but I, I'm, I am smoked. But my campaign promise to you is uh, to give out a Fox Across America game ball every Saturday. So they came by the house, poked me with a stick, woke me up. And here I am uh, talking about this week's recipient who happens, who happens to be a Democrat and a Democratic strategist. What the hell did you just say? That's how this show rolls. I do not care. I say it all the time. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. And I give out the game ball every week to the interview I enjoyed the most. Sometimes it's because they you know, said something that was enlightening. Sometimes it's because it was just really funny or I thought it was really important. But Kevin Walling is a Democratic strategist. You watch him on Fox News at night with Shannon Bream quite often. And, you know, he does the Faulkner Focus and every show here at Fox. He's a fantastic guy. But he stopped by to take me inside what he considers to be the Democratic message for the 2022 midterms. Essentially, it's if you're a Democrat, drink heavily. That's not true. It was a very spirited discussion and a healthy debate, uh, a debate that offered very little agreement other than the fact that we should be doing more of this, because that's the truth in this country. I tell you this all the time on my show. America will be better when America is engaging on issues instead of calling each other racists and commies. Okay, when we can get to this place of actual intellectual coexistence, meaning I disagree However, I don't need you to get fired. I don't need to pressure your sponsors. We don't need to get you kicked off of Twitter. We just need to disagree and move on to the next topic. When we can stop behaving like a bunch of fat screaming children in this country, we can start making progress. Now, the truth is on our show, I say it all the time, we're force multipliers of positive energy. We're in the perspective business. We're distilling reason. We are. We're really not the problem. Okay. Unfortunately, we need to keep growing in number. We need to make one of those moves where you throw water on a gremlin and now there's 80 million of them. Okay. Right now there's about 2 million of us. So find some water, throw it on a couple of gremlins who think the way you do and meet me back here on Monday with 10 million listeners. Until then, Kevin Walling, come get your game ball. I always tell our audience, as you know, uh, we should be talking to every side of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, Amen. Amen. and the people who voted for Kanye like me. Okay. <laughs> Everyone should have a voice in this conversation. So thank you for joining me, my friend. Um, really quickly, I just got off the outnumbered couch. We did a lot of things that were Democrat specific. Um, but let me ask you this one. Um, the, you know, what is the sell? I guess that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you what do you think? We're talking strategy. I don't you don't need to like defend Biden because I'm not going to attack him. Just knowing the state sure. of the country right now. Like, what is the sell? Like, what's the move? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Listen, I think, you know, the president and Democrats in the House and, and the Senate need to show forward momentum, even if stuff gets stalled in the Senate. So you saw action on baby formula. That's not going to go really anywhere in the Senate. You saw action on uh, in the wake of the Buffalo uh, shooting, which was horrific uh, in terms of giving more resources to law enforcement. That's probably not going to go anywhere in the Senate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you got to have Democrats running on something. 
uh, for so, these TV ads. But so do, but, you got to show some kind of forward momentum. Okay, but what? But but what that sounds like? I mean, and this, these are your words: is we're not going to get any of this stuff solved, but we're going to make it look like we're trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and, and if, it, uh, that's pretty candid for me. I mean, like in a I no, no, I appreciate that. Senate, okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, in a fifty-fifty Senate world, right, where you need sixty votes for anything policy related, that's not you know personnel appointments. Uh-huh. You know, you're not going to get a lot of action. You know, frankly, in the in the next hundred and eighty days before the midterm, so Democrats need to just continue to. And you saw this with Speaker Pelosi and her leadership. Say we're going to put all these popular bills up. We're going to talk about prescription drugs. We're going to talk about bringing down the cost of insulin, even if it doesn't go anywhere in a 50-50 Senate uh, when you're not going to see action there. So, the, you know, you got to campaign on something. you got to make TV ads about something, and you got to show some kind of forward momentum with these endangered Democrats. This is, like, amazing. I'm thinking back to, like, my, my days as, a, uh, as, like, a teenager picking up a girl on a Friday night, telling the dad, well, I'm not going to get her home by 11, but I'm going to make it look like I tried. It's going to look, you know, there was some Republicans. How did you score back then? How did you score back then, by the way? Walling, I got to tell you, I had, this is a fascinating thing about me. You might not know this. Whatever conversational acumen that I possess, whatever intellectual, like, know-how I possess, I've actually had it since I was, like, three years old. And what you're watching right now play out is not like, uh, it's actually the decline of a childhood prodigy. This is not my career <laughs> succeeding. I'm actually going downhill. I, I, I pe- actually believe that. I, no, no. I actually believe that. I, I did. I peaked at age five, and this is me going in reverse now. Now I'm forgetting some of the moves I knew when I was a young kid on the prowl. That's what happened. Has Lincoln, has, has Lincoln peaked yet, or is he still on the ride? I, Lincoln's got a lot of game, man. He comes on this show on Fridays I normally. It. I believe it. But I actually made him go to class today. He had to try something new, so he's going to class today. <laughs> But he does. He does have game. Hey, by the way, I, 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 you know, I don't normally ask this of my guests, but you are a Democrat. Uh, are you pregnant or expecting a baby right now as a man? Uh, not, not in the near future. I don't think. Uh, you know, as a gay man, though, we keep trying, uh, and it just, it just hasn't taken. <laughs> why? Why are they doing this? Why? This is absurd. Like even like when Bill Maher was giving them a hard time. I understand. Like I can make a bigger point about this. Is that I think they're trying to show allegiance with the trans community. But isn't there a way to show that allegiance without something so farcical? Listen, I, I'm a like let live kind of guy. Me too. Uh, me maybe too. Maybe that's the libert- Yeah, maybe that's the libertarian Kennedy of me coming out. Um, so I, you know, I think a lot of these attacks that we're seeing on, especially trans kids, are just at the very nature really cruel, right? I mean, but you, you, you know, how who is attacking them? Hold on, I got to jump in. Who is attacking yeah. them? Because that's a characterization of a Florida bill that doesn't say like let's get them. It says don't teach kids sex ed and don't teach them sexual gender identity between kindergarten and third grade. Which I got to be honest, we never did that in this country before because we we knew they were too young and vulnerable. Well, listen, I'm all about age-appropriate curriculum, right? I, I, was, I felt different from a pretty early age. It would have been nice to know that there were other folks out there, some age-appropriate curriculum when it comes to trans kids, when it comes to lesbian and gay kids. I'm all about that. But, I, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, Ron DeSantis attacking trans kids. I'm not going to go down that path. But we're seeing more and more in terms of the delegitimizing of 
LGBT youth in this country. I'm well, not who's saying that doing that. Like when you say more and more, hold on, because I love you, man. I'm not. It's not yeah, never. Contentious. I love you too. Of course, oh, buddy. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Walling, by the way. It's just a love fest. We don't agree on anything <laughs> except each other. Um, but who is like? Because I feel like when you say like demonizing, I feel like that's a characterization. But there's nobody in this society that's op- can openly demonize anything and keep their job anymore and keep their good standing. So I feel like terms like demonization are like a characterization. It's no differently than white supremacy. Like by, when Biden says, oh, they're openly letting white supremacy. Fa-, I don't believe that. Like, where can you get a job where you show up and go, I don't like these people and still expect to be employed at the end of the day? Well, listen, I, Jimmy, I, I totally get that. I, I look at bills that say that take medical decision making, for example, especially with trans youth mm-hmm. out of the hands of the trans kids and the parents and put age numbers on when folks can begin hormone mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that is not like crazy government overreach into people's bedrooms and personal decision making, especially with their medical decision making, I don't know what is. And you see that in Texas, you see that in other states where they're taking away this the ability of trans youth to fulfill what they believe is their identity. But, but think of how right? many think of, their core. Think of how many youth, every youth of any motivation whatsoever, don't have full autonomy over their life. That's why they have parents. That's why they have guardians. Because kids at that age, when they're still developing intellectually, shouldn't have the ability to make life-altering changes to themselves. That's why kids aren't allowed to drink. That's why they're not allowed to drive. That's why they're not allowed to vote. That's why they're not allowed to smoke. By the way, all of which I did as a kid, except vote. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm and just, you turned out just fine. It's like, but I, yeah. The kids uh-huh. never had these rights. That's that's the point. And they, I don't know that they should. When you talk about something like hormone therapy, you know, at that young of an age where, you know, kids go through phases. Like having raised the one kid, um, and to be clear, it's mostly my wife, but, you know, having been a part of that, having been privy to what she did to raise Lincoln um, – You know, your kid goes through so many phases of what their favorite show is, what their favorite food is, their favorite toy is. This idea at an age where they're really evolving as people, they should be entitled to making a permanent choice that physically affects their body. I like I think a lot of people find that to be like reckless and barbaric. And I don't think that's political. I just think that's like human. To, to some people outside of that that aren't dealing that with their own children, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you can see study after study that shows that kids are figuring out their identity, whether it be sexual identity, gender identity, mm-hmm. at an earlier age. Well, who and, are they hanging out with that they're figuring out their sexual identity at an earlier age, R. Kelly? What's going on over I here? I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing uh, and God bless it, we're seeing kids come out at an earlier age more often in society. You see them on TikTok. You see them on, you know, what have you, mm-hmm. you know, proud of who they are. I just don't think oh, government's wait. role should be to dictate to parents and to children the age in which they can start to make medical decision making about their own bodies and about their own identity. I leave them I leave that up to the kid in consultation with that parent and guardian, but that's not government's role to dictate to them you know, the age-appropriate nature to begin hormone blockers or, or things like that. But when you talk about the government dictating medical choice, you know, you're saying that as a member of a party that just mandated vaccines. Well, not not for the general public, number one, for those in healthcare situations and from a national security perspective in terms of armed forces, absolutely, because that, I think, has a strong public interest in terms of the the health and safety of this country. This wasn't a mandate based on, you know, the general population. Mm-hmm. When you wait, the vaccine mandate, in th- in th- is that what you're saying? 
because basically because yeah. people were losing their jobs if they weren't vaccinated. I mean, that was a thing. We were firing healthcare workers, which is like, you know, <laughs> you're fighting arson by laying off the fire department. We were firing healthcare workers. We were firing truckers because they weren't vaccinated, which, again, is not body autonomy. That's I just listen. It's it's it, it feels like a double standard to a lot of people, especially like when we're back to my body, my choice and abortion is a woman's rights issue. And we're a few weeks removed from men can get pregnant. Uh, people see a lot of hypocrisy, I guess is what I would say. But let's pivot because you're the best. You're Kevin Walling. We can do this. <laughs> Kevin Walling's on the phone. Um, we're having this conversation. Biden's I wish we getting... were in studio. I always love it when we're together. Yeah, well, that makes one of us. But stick with me. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're the best. I owed you one. We're having too much fun. Uh, I even did. We did. A, we did outnumbered remotely today. Like it was the like it was old. I school. saw that you were all separate. It was uh, actually just it was like, actually yeah. just a tech thing. But it felt I felt like we were back in lockdown again. I felt like it was the old days. Like I was like, no, we're not doing this. But uh, we it's got always through. better. It's always better in person, oh, for so, sure. For sure. For sure. One of the things we were talking about is Latino support. He's down. Biden's down 26 points with Latinos. Um, I, I have theories on why. What are yours? Yeah, it's a good point. Listen, I've got an op ed on the Fox News website that, that went out about this specifically. And we talked about it actually on uh, on. Uh, Fox News at night last night with with Kevin Cork, who's in for Shannon Bream. Mm -hmm. Listen, I think we paint and both sides do this, paint Latinos with one broad brush. They only care about immigration. Mm -hmm. They're focused on the border, things like that. When you're talking to people who have been in this country you know, longer than I have in terms of generational uh, impacts that are worried about the economy, worried about inflation, worried about all the the you know, the economic issues going on in the day to day and that are trending along with whites and blacks downward because of the economic situation. I think we, and, and I talked about this last night too, you know, we get into a lot of trouble as Democrats by only going to the Hispanic community, Latino community, a month out from the election saying, we need your support, si se puede, come to our side. When this has to be an ongoing conversation, we need to talk about small business issues because so many small businesses are, are started by black and brown folks in this country. We need to talk about inflation and how it's hurting especially lower income folks on on the on the uh, on the playing field mm -hmm. that over index for black and brown communities. So I, I think it's a huge issue now less than six months out from the, the election. And Hispanics will make the difference in a number of key districts in Florida, in California, other pickup opportunities for Democrats. It's a huge issue. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and this is the thing I think it comes back to, though, that I think the party does wrong at a 20,000 foot level is the Democrats spend a lot of time uh, demonizing like the rich, eat the rich, tax the rich, pay your fair share. And they spend a lot of time selling oppression to minority communities. But people who migrated to this country don't want to demonize prosperity. They aspire to prosperity and they don't want to be told they're oppressed because they fled real oppression. Like the oppression in America is pretend oppression, like comparative to anywhere else in the world. It's, it's flat, straight pretend. If you fed if you fled a country that had food insecurity and cartel violence and a corrupt government, well, you kind of live in one again. But but you didn't come here hoping to wind up with food insecurity. You're, you're, doing, pretty, you're doing pretty good in Newark, New Jersey or yeah. you know, yeah. San Diego. Comparative to the rest of the world. That's the point. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, focus groups and researchers, you know, they don't have shared priorities with minority communities. A good example I would give you is as a cab driver. 
you know, we used to laugh about this all the time. I was I was literally the only white guy in my garage, and that was a running joke. And they would just flat out call me the white guy, even though they knew my name. It was just a thing, and we'd laugh and whatever. But I can promise you, like, if you're a minority who migrated to this country, you live in a high-crime neighborhood, uh, you have very low uh, upward mobility in your life in terms of economics and, and, you know, available opportunity. Like, they're not in the inner city worried about climate change right now. You know what I'm saying? And I feel no, like you're absolutely you're yeah. absolutely right. And and you look at you know you look at some of these uh, isolated movements to defund the police and things mm-hmm. like that. And you saw it in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. places. And it's really you know for the most part, you know, black and brown folks in those communities that say we want more police resources, yep. we want more community policing because we're dealing with this on a daily basis on our streets. And mm-hmm. I think it's also the kind of invention of some you know white folks that that they support this that's not the case mm-hmm. and we need to not we need to stop talking to these communities and actually listen to what they want Amazing. and the future that they want for their kids and for them and campaign on that do you think there were any uh, members of these uh, communities of these minority communities on the board that came up with the term ultra maga cuz i don't i think that's white people who made a lot of money <laughs> I mean, really, six months? If you hired somebody for six months to give you a strategy and they came back to you with Ultra MAGA, I mean, I know you're an honorable guy. You're going to pay. But aren't you going to at least explore ways to get out of paying? I mean, I'm not even going to go down that route. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, It's a Friday afternoon. I don't know. Good for you, Walling. (laughs) You have conceded defeat on one point, and that's honorable. Hey, no, never, never. I'm just not going down that. You're the best. Uh, Listen. You uh, are. Always a joy. Uh, We'll do it again soon, Uh, hopefully in person. Like, if you text me, if you're on your way to New York or anything, you come to do a hit, just text me, and we'll we'll get you in the same day. I love talking to you. And honestly, Kevin, the country needs more of this. I'm coming up tomorrow to to do Lawrence Jones's show tomorrow cross-country live uh in new york so get out of town for that well i will be across my patio splayed out plastered because i have to go to a family event tomorrow uh but we'll be in touch and uh everybody else will be watching you on orange jones (laughs) you're the best walling i'll see you soon brother thanks jimmy all right that's gonna wrap it up for me wish your radio buddy luck i've got not one but two major family functions to go to this saturday Uh, And one again on Sunday. And if you know anything about my family, every get-together is just a hazing ritual, whether it's food or it's booze or anything in between. So if you see me on TV Monday morning with a face tattoo, you can blame my mom and my Aunt Fran. Uh, Happy weekend, everybody. See you back on the air. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.